Blog Talk Radio. Tokyo and Santa Claus has yet to show Cause Rodan's on a rampage again Santa turns his sleigh around But hears that old familiar sound The roar of old Godzilla, our friend does a body slam and takes a heavy punch from Rodan, our hero down, the evil one takes flight. Just when all is lost, it seems Godzilla shoots his laser beam and Rodan falls defeated in the night. And with the monster out of the sky, Santa's sleigh is free to fly, that's how Godzilla saved Christmas. That's how Godzilla saved Christmas. It's crazy, but it's true. He's the holiday kaiju. That's how Godzilla saved Christmas. Another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head actress. And uh, it's been a minute since we've been on the air, ladies and gentlemen, witches. Uh, we, matter of fact, October 20th, before the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness had dropped. Um, so it's been an entire spooky season and turkey season, and we are now in officially Christmas Krampus season. But before we get to that, let me introduce our sexy witches. We have a lot to talk about tonight. All the way in the Los Angeles area in Orange County. The weird red sheep of the California scene. But the black sheep himself lives there. Please welcome to the show the warlock of Orange County. Please roach Aaron the Cuz Kogan. How you doing, sir? Welcome back to the Sexy Witches. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you're doing all right. How about your bad self? I, well, I've been going through a lot, but I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. you know. We have, there's a lot to talk six about. Six feet above so, is better than six feet under. Oh, yeah, and, and spooky season almost killed me this year. Uh, uh, so, but any yeah. landing you walk away from is a good one. <laughs> ah, now back in Little Hollywood, all the way in Atlanta, Georgia. That's the voice you're hearing, the son of Sully Lloyd, the voice of violence themselves. Please welcome to the show this year, been mon- new moniker, film scholar, according to the liner notes of Archivist of, uh, what was it? What's the sh- movie? Calamity <laughs> of Snakes. Calamity of Snakes, which you can get on DVD shelves near you. Please welcome to the show, Nathan, the Dirty sorcerer, 
uh, Hamilton. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> like I never met you before or something. Yeah, right. Hello, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, everything in between. It is wonderful to be here. And, yeah, I actually, in a, in a review of the commentary track that I did for the Under Films release of uh, Calamity of Snakes, I was referred to as a film scholar. Woo! He's also a right. cinema historian in another one. So Yeah, I mean, he, he's getting all the official monikers. All for, me spending an hour, all for me, an hour and a half of me freaking out about snakes. So. But, you know, the truly, though, he, he's not, though, because he's actually the wrestling nerd. And uh, he... I'm a yeah. historian, thank you. No, he is totally, like, when it comes to that, to that shit, I don't think there's that many people other than maybe... Uh, What's his name? Cornell himself. It knows as much as Nathan. So <laughs> yeah, it's like insane. But um, so welcome back, gentlemen. Unfortunately, my immediate co-host, my partner in crime for this show, Raven, uh, cannot be here with us tonight. But they will be there in spirit. Oh. And hopefully in a couple weeks when we do our best of 2023, um, they will be able to join us for that. And when I mean best of 2023, we don't actually talk much about film. Uh, that's for everything else we say film for right mm-hmm. around Oscar nod season. Uh, but so we can get time to cram some of those last minute movies in for 2023. Uh, but right. we will talk about everything else. And it could also include things like best kill, which we're going to save for that show. So <laughs> we, Nathan and I have both seen the best kill of 2023 this year already. Um, what a strong fucking year for horror and people don't, I, I think people are going to yeah. sit on this year and look back on it and realize how good it was, but oh, I don't God, think they know a how good it is. a lot of good stuff. Out I don't think year. they know how good it is yet, but we'll talk about that. We could actually talk about that during spooky season and some of what are watching as well. Cause, um, you know, fuck it. We should talk about what we're watching. Um, so spooky season started in mid of September for me. Well, actually really it starts all the way back in May. When I picked, when I announced the theme for the madness, uh, and which this year was vampires, and then on October 20th, I read the rules, and then we were a go, and it was two weeks of warm ups, four weeks of movie watching this year, and uh, the winner was in a colleague of Aaron's and in their neighborhood, Lynn Nyal. So, congratulations for Lynn uh, for winning the madness and watching more vampire movies and TV than anybody should ever do in their lifetime. Yeah, that's probably not healthy. No, you know, have you ever read uh, Flaming Carrot comics? Because the origin story of Flaming Carrot, which is Mystery Men was a spinoff of them. Uh, oh, okay. But his origin story is he goes slightly simple from reading a huge stack of comic books. And I'm kind of worried about the same thing happening with Lynn. But with Who, yeah, she, and last time I saw Lynn's been unfortunately going through a lot, Lynn. I know you have. I'm yeah. sorry. We all are thinking about you right now. But I also know they've yeah. been binging more of Dark Shadows while this, all this shit's going oh down. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I they, did a whole bunch of Dark Shadows, too. They haven't stopped. They were cool. Well, there's like, like what, 1,100 episodes or something ridiculous? I mean, there's my a lot. God. Okay. There's so <laughs> many episodes of that show. Man, there um, were know. some there were some people that used episodes of that show to rack up the points. Well, yeah, and and uh, Jonathan Fred is amazing. Uh, so yeah, I'm really huge, glad. Huge scores posted because of that. So I, that was the first time I had uh, uh, the binge be a television show. 
Uh, and I'm really glad I did because a lot of people don't rem- – Dark Shadows is one of those ones that's kind of like this weird subculture of fans. And they're getting older in age. Um, you know, mm. so they were my mother's age uh, watching that show. They, they were, I, I yeah. was in, born in 73, and I think it ended in 76, something like that. Is that right? It's somewhere around there. Uh, and so I have, like, vague, vague memories of it, but I know my mom was a huge fan of it. She even had the vinyl soundtrack of the show. Um, oh, my God. You know, yeah, I, I really want a new, co- new version, a new copy of that because – uh, there was a speech in there that I actually read, which I can't remember right now, uh, from Dark from that album from Dark Shadows at her eulogy. Oh, uh, so oh, wow. yeah, and I can't remember That's it. Right awesome. now. That's really sweet. Yeah, so um, you know, my, well, my they go on forever. You're right. I think it's like three seasons before we even meet uh, fucking Barnabas Collins and. It was still pretty amazingly interested, you know. I, I had it going in the background uh, quite a bit, and I really got into it. For a soap and, opera, and, pretty cool stuff. And the lady who played Angelique recently passed, actually, in the last century yeah. been off there. A lot of people from our childhood, also from 70s icons, have been, uh, died in the last, because Marty Croft died three days ago. Um, You know, and I knew he was unwell. I remember reading an article. I I actually honestly thought he already passed. But he was just, it was, I went back and looked at the article and he was in hospice care, which is very different. Um, Yeah. But yeah, he has officially passed. His brother had been a mainstay of local conventions for a while. I mean, well, I mean, they are who they are. Uh, Whether you like their stuff or not, they were influential as fuck. I've never ever understood how much they got away with like <laughs> they got away with so much the show that i always think about the most that they got away with was the the kids show but it's not um <clears throat> the richard Pryor show which was also said marty croft it was one of their last yeah. ones and it ends with them all being dead just like the black adder did like <laughs> he kills everybody off a kid yeah. show Brutally murdered the entire cast. <laughs> Amazing, right? Huh? Oh. Ballsy as fuck. You, you go. Okay. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I, I go. Go. Okay, but there was also Lidsville, um, which, you know, Lidsville. Lidsville they were like, we don't do Bugaloo. drugs. But they, Bugaloos, I love oh, the Bugaloos. Absolutely yeah. love the Bugaloos. And I love Dr. Shrinker and, of course, Land of the Lost, which, as a science fiction yeah. nerd, was... Definitely an influence. I was telling Nathan about Sigmund that. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. I love Sigmund and the Sea Monster. I love the yeah, theme yeah. song, which was released as a single, by the way. And I don't know why it's never yeah. made any of my spooky mixes, because it's such a great song. Um, yeah. You know, um, I, that, that one, it, uh, when I was, they had a block for a while on the mornings on Saturday, and Lana Loss always played Buddish early. Which is the only problem. Mm. Like, it played at like seven. Like, I had to get up early to watch Land of the Lost. And my parents were up watching oh. it. So, you know, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> but the Bugaloos played before it. And then Sigmund and the Sea Monster played after it for a while. And then the one with the talking car, which I don't remember the name of. But there was one with the talking car. Was it uh, animated? No, it was live action. It was a talking car. Talking car? I don't remember that one either. The one that I remember really, really well because. It played in the afternoon uh, after uh, grade school and kindergarten was uh, the Banana Splits Adventure Hour. 
Oh, a lot of people love that show. <laughs> I didn't watch yeah. it as much. Um, I was telling Nathan that there's a – have you seen the horror films? No, I need to. It's actually pretty good, and it's timely because with that Five Nights at Freddy movie, which was dreadful, by the way, um, mm. the Banana Splits movie is much more related, closer to that. That People have been equating – uh, the the movie with Willie's Wonderland, which there is obviously similarities between Willie's yeah. Wonderland and Friday Night at Freddy's, but I found it more closer in tone to the Banana Splits movie, which I thought was better because there's super child endangerment and axe murder. So it, it's a it's a lot. I, I enjoyed that one a lot more. So give it a try. I'm curious what you guys would think since well, you're the guys with the testosterone, but I enjoyed it. You know, watching the show your childhood. You were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt. You go first. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, I was going to say, the show you were talking about with the uh, talking car was Wonderbug. Wonderbug. Okay. I remember <laughs> I didn't really watch Wonderbug very much, but I, I, you know, I do, but I was committed through Sigmund and the Sea Monster usually. And I, getting up early enough to watch the Bugaloos was a bit of an issue because, like I said, I lost was at 7, so it was at 6.30. Um, huh. And then occasionally they would throw in one of the other ones randomly or in the early lit, like Dr. Shrinker, which I absolutely love Dr. Shrinker. I think it's underrated. Um, it was some of the best scale on television. Everyone points to Land of the Giants, which, don't get me wrong, enjoy that show too, but this mm-hmm. one had better scale, I thought. So, uh for a cheap, low-budget film, they uh, TV show, they do how to do forced perspective. So, you know, uh, Dr. Shrinker was cool. I like that one. Anyway, uh, but he passed, and that, and that was just a few days ago. Uh, but Spooky Season was wild. Um, we – our spooky, spooky Season was hit and miss. We, we did a lot – but then there was like a big chunk of it that had nothing really to do with Halloween or spookies. We had to do this road trip to um, Jekyll Island, which is in South Georgia, um, and uh, where Nathan was going was his one of his other monikers, the preacher of the uh, black. The preacher Lagoon. from the black. Lagoon, oh, yeah. And yeah. he officiated a wedding on 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 what's called uh, Driftwood Beach. There in Jekyll cool. Island, and they should and it call is. it San, they should call it Sand Nat Beach. Yeah, there was oh a lot of God, the Sand Nats are so thick mm. on that beach. Oh my God, and it, and it was also yeah. getting close to the end of the day, so you know they were out in force. But we were one mm. of four weddings that day. Like as we were coming on the beach, one was leaving, one was in progress, and as we were leaving, another one was coming on. So. <laughs> Popular so spot. apparently very popular spot for weddings. Yeah. So, but it was fun and a good time, and we got a trip into the Okefenokian, um, something I've mm-hmm. always wanted to do. Uh, it, it is one of the last uh, untouched preserves in the United States. Like, it has no pollution in it other than some small wow. motorboats here and there, which is so unusual. And I did no idea how precious and and scarily de- like vulnerable that place is until i was there um it's absolutely gorgeous it's it's beautiful there's so much wildlife um it, it's also deceiving and i i'll ask nathan what his perspective on it i was being a native georgian but mm. i like we're going down a corridor and there's these beautiful, you know, Spanish moss covered trees and all this stuff, but it's a, it's the only man-made pollution in this place, a channel. There's a channel 
where you can go in and out, right? They put in it, but you know, the rest of it is, is, is there's no, there's no water roads at all. Right. Other than these ch- couple of channels where there's some camping on platforms, which is another thing entirely. Um, mm. But you, tr- you turn a corner and boom, you're what they call a prairie. They called it a prairie and it is a prairie. What? It's a water prairie. It's just mm-hmm. spanses I've never of heard water. Of yeah. Spanses of water with lily pads for days, like to the edge of your sideline. Right. Um. It, it is absolutely un. Like I got gorgeous shot, yet it's absolutely unfilmable. What what it looks like? Like there's I don't huh. know how you capture that um, and make it and do it justice because being in it is a lot different than the photos I got. Uh, there's lots of lots of alligators, which and and, mm. and tortoises and animals, and that of course you know the biodiversity makes me happy. I love animals, and uh, there's. Um, if you like kayaking, like I said, they actually have platform camping like you do in the Everglades, which is amazing. Mm. It's, um, it's something I've always wanted to do is to do the platform where you kayak to one platform and you sleep there and then you kayak to the next one. I've always wanted to do that. Um, so uh, it, it, it's, it's a really neat place. So it, it took a lot of our spooky season away though during that trip. Uh, but we mm. made the most of it. I also saw some dead Indians. I guess some, so they might count. Like we went to an Indian burial ground. Um, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> went to burial, so, burial, some burial mounds. Yeah, in uh, Lincoln, mounds. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's that going on. So that, yeah, technically there were dead bodies, but we did get quite a few walkthroughs in, uh, Aaron. Uh, so oh, I'm yeah. going to throw the and mic. Qu- and quite a few that I had never been to, despite being a native of I Atlanta mean. for the majority of my life. So, so I'm going to throw the mic to, to Nathan and let him talk about the walkthroughs, um, because there, cause, uh, that we, we Excellent. did all types. We did the corporate kind down to one of the coolest homegrown humps I've been in in ages. And uh, we did several, so it was a really fun trip. Uh, so we did get a road trip in with a bunch of ro- uh, walkthroughs and stuff. So Nathan, talk about those. Talk about this year's Netherworld. Get give it a review. Uh, you know anything else? And we should also talk about. I should talk about the media convention I went to, and then I'm going to throw the mic to you, Aaron. Okay. Sure. All right. All right. Well, we started off our. Uh, our trek through the haunts of Georgia and Tennessee and wherever else uh, at Netherworld, which of course is my, you know, my most recent haunt home. I worked there for a long time and is in the top 10 in the nation almost every year. What'd you say they were ranked this year? I don't remember, but they were like number two. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. They, um, were, they were top five this year for sure. Last year they were all- 10. As always, it's freaking amazing. I mean, Netherworld is the Disney world of haunted houses. Basically, like, you can tell, like, so much money is spent on that place. The level of artistry in there is amazing. There's You can't see everything on one walkthrough. You'd almost have to go through multiple times to really? catch all of the detail in this it place. It is so like, fucking dense. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. so dense. Like, and it, most haunted houses, everything is on your level. No. This builds up into the ceiling like it is a completely 360-degree immersive experience and is outstanding. And then they have a second – they have a midway with, uh, you know, 
haunt actors and food and all that kind of stuff. And then you go to the second haunt, which is the smaller, more visceral, kind of more gory haunt. And this year it was all about them harvesting nightmares, which one of the most interesting things I remember seeing is, because you went through and it was like just the whole theory was they were in a lab with all the things that scare people. And you went in one room, and it was a collection of creepypasta monsters. It so worked. And I've never seen them incorporated into a haunt like that. But they fit the lore perfectly, and, like, the way they built up, like, a Momo and a Smile Dog and, like, a lot of the classic ones. There was a Jeff the Killer. But they made them all look, like, super lifelike. So seeing them translated from the screen into like live action props and actors was really fast fascinating because I've never seen anyone take that angle before. Which is really cool. And then what was it? I think two weekends later, we went on an excursion to Alabama, which is an it's an annual tradition for us. Uh, we go to a place called the Territorium, which they have the original. Bill Tracy dark ride that used to sit in Panama City's Golden Mile. They bought it and moved it to Oxford, Tennessee, Oxford, Alabama, and have set it up in a building, and they have a haunted walkthrough there with it. And it's a whole complex, and they've got a really terrifying Ferris wheel and, and really good mini funnel cakes. But it's just mm. great. And one of the, my favorite things is they always show Halloween movies on a trailer, like a giant trailer in out by the like line. The Mike Myers Halloween movies. Yeah, the Mike Myers Halloween. Movies. Oh, nice. Okay. And I remember they usually they were showing H two O. I think this year, but every now and then no, you go, catch no, it. they showed the original this year. Was it the original this year? Yeah, I remember oh. we were in the parking lot. We all recognized the music. We knew That's exactly right. what part of the That's movie right. is, and I'm like, I turned the corner. I go, yeah. Oh, Annie. But what's great What's great is that Thanks to PJ Soul's appearance in that movie I watched a whole bunch of kids see their first boobs Funny as hell Watching all the parents trying All the parents are trying to cover their eyes (laughs) It was was hilarious Uh, I wasn't there for that particular outing Uh, The year before they showed Halloween Kills And actually watching it in, uh, In that environment It gave me a little bit like more positive viewpoint of that movie, but um, the yeah. the Territorium is a Bill Tracy. Um, it, it's not a hundred percent Bill Tracy. I forget. They just say it's like up to forty. Like they they've got it like forty percent original at this oh, point. No. Which is, oh no! Oh no! It's a it's eighty no, percent original. Is it eighty now? Oh like yeah. It, they, it yeah, they've been they, they've been slowly rebuilding it with other Bill Tracy parts and making this this ride um and it, every year they add something new and it's really cool we've now done it two years in a row and i you know i already love dark rides and walkthroughs in the first place but i especially love dark rides because as you know being an anaheimer aaron you understand the importance oh, yeah. of dark rides in our lives and bill tracy is the beginning you know, if it, he, there would be yeah. no Walt Disney without Bill Tracy. So, and, uh, the ter- you know. and the territorium itself would absolutely be worth crossing state lines for. But 15 yeah. minutes away uh, from there in Heflin, Alabama, is the Haunted Chicken House, which houses 
It, it is an, an actual now? chicken. The haunted chicken the haunted house. Haunted chicken house. <laughs> okay. It is in a the walkthrough is in a giant old chicken house. They also have an amazing uh, hayride. They have they have a Stonehenge of hearses in front oh. of this place, like sunk oh. into the ground, like it, like it's awesome. And oh. the I I will actually throw it to the Hauntress because she did the walkthrough. And I didn't because there's there's some parts of the walkthrough that are kind of tough if you have limited mobility, but I will mm. say that that is the last haunt I ever I went in, and one we'll talk about in a minute almost came close. That's the last time I was in a haunt where I actually didn't feel safe, which is a good thing. Wow. It leans into its Heflin, Alabama roots. Let's put it that way. Uh, so mm. it's got this whole Southern Gothic horror thing going on, and it is grimy. It's dirty. It leads with chainsaws. Okay, you walk mm. into a slaughterhouse, and there's people with chainsaws at the beginning of the walkthrough, which is something I have never seen before. It's usually at the end, and they're running you out, and I am terrified. Chainsaws. For four of those motherfuckers in there. Uh, and I had to walk through that. I got through it. Okay. And believe it or not, with that being the first thing, I actually was okay for the rest of the haunt. Um, <laughs> you know, and there was a, and there was a, a scary chainsaw part for you. And, and, yeah. And the James, there was a chainsaw person at the end too. They actually bookended it with chainsaws, which I thought was pretty. So there's chainsaws everywhere. But the best one, and she won an award that night because we had sat, we stayed late, and we listened to them give out. They give out awards once a week for what rooms do what, and it's just this room of dots and black in, in various colors with the, on a black background. So it's polka dots, right? Black with white, like or pink tinted, mm. you know, stuff like that. And there's a girl dressed just like the wall in there. I, they did it twice. I've, they've done it both times. And all she does is sit in the corner. And as you walk by, she pops out. Every person, and I knew she was there because I remember from last year, jumps. It's a great scare. And <laughs> it's a simple one. And it's gorgeous. It's beautiful in this room. It's very simple and very pretty. So there's like this one moment where it, 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 that's what's interesting about the chicken house because most of it is really this dusty, grimy, like southern thing happening. There's, you know, chickens and, and, and there is live chickens there, by the way. There, there's live really? chickens in the, in, the, in the queue. Yes, there are chickens. Freaking weird. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's put it's put it's put on by the uh, Heflin. No, it's not Heflin. I forget what county it's in, but the uh, volunteer firefighters put it on, and it's a fundraiser for various local charities. Yeah, and and the hayride is by far my favorite thing. Um, it it's of all the stuff that we do nearby. That was my favorite hayride so far. Um, there, there hasn't been a better one yet. Um, it's unpredictable. It's silly. It's fun. There's pyrotechnics. There's genuine jumps going on. We had two people who had never done a haunted hayride in their lives with us on the ride, and it was so <laughs> funny watching them pop. Um, they're always playing a metal song at one point. We're always singing. They actually called us out about our singing uh, when we were walking out of the <laughs> haunt. Yeah. It was Aces High by Iron Maiden this time. 
Yeah, it was Ace is High, and, and, and so we're in the corner singing Ace is High, like not really scared of the evil clowns that are like terrorizing our friends because we're just thinking it's funny as fuck watching them freak out because they can smell the mm-hmm. blood. They're like, they're like fresh meat, bah! You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was yep. Um, you you so, get that 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 sense when you're a haunter. You can smell yeah, so, fear a mile away. It's not even oh, that yeah. expensive to go there. Um, so I do like the haunted chicken house. I like the the I like how it leans into it, and it makes me happy because it leans into it in all the right ways. There is a slide at the end of the walkthrough that's way famous. It's not very long, uh, but it is totally dark, um, <laughs> and a lot of people freak out going down it. I don't freak out because I like totally dark slides and I used to be a caver, uh, but other people are totally freaked out by it. And it's, it's kind of cool to watch people go down the slide. Uh, so anyway, um, okay. that, then, was, that was Heflin. Then we went on another excursion, this one up to Chattanooga and back. And we hit Ooh. the Haunted Hills Farm, which is in Jasper, Georgia. That place, it, um, it's a walkthrough, and then at the end of the walkthrough, you get on a hayride, and the hayride takes you to the trail through the woods. So it's like a three-phase haunted house, wow. and it has more chainsaws per square foot than I've ever seen in any haunted house in my life, which yeah, that, that's doesn't hurt my feelings any. Yeah, because I'm glad I did the Heflin one first because this one actually had more than the Heflin one, yeah. and the Heflin one had scarier wow. ones. But it had, this one had more chainsaws. Um, it was a lot of fun, and it took you. What was cool about it is that it started in the pitch blackness and kind of leaned into the whole old, school, like you know, like log cabin in the woods vibe with weird cult people. And and Grandma was on the hayride. She was funny. Uh, Grandma was probably yeah. the MVP actress of of the whole like weekend that we did. Uh, she was awesome. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, and there was actually a whole theme. Like several of the southern ones had like evil grandparents in them. I guess it's a thing. Hmm. Like, so, uh, <laughs> that's because a lot of southern gothic is focused on family type horror. Yeah. Which, hmm. So that those yeah. kind of characters are definitely archetypes that end up in the uh, in the haunts. And after that, we went to the Ringgold Haunted Depot in Ringgold, Georgia. Now, this is put on in an old train depot building in the town square. Um, It had one of my favorite walkthroughs we went on and the absolute lamest hayride I have ever been on. (laughs) The the walkthrough was really cool. I'm not going to give away any of their gags. They had a couple of them that I really enjoyed. But one thing that I really enjoyed – are you familiar with the picture that accompanies – the Russian sleep experiment story, the creepy pasta. No. It's th- th- someone took a picture of this random Halloween decoration that had been of, of this creature in a straitjacket, and you know photoshopped it, whatever, and put it with this story, and it's become famous. And it, this thing hmm. freaked people out; they thought it was real forever. And this is the first time I've ever seen that decoration in the wild. They had one in oh. the haunt. And it was really cool to see. But they also had this one pro- part where they had a projector that I don't that was projecting snakes onto the floor, just slithering all over the place. And I don't know how this works, but wherever you stepped, they moved out of the way. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that technology. The the projection would, like, react to where you were stepping, and they would, like, slither away from you. It was freaky. You see those things in malls a lot. Like, they'll project on the floor, and it'll rotate. That's what that was. But it was snakes. And I'm not afraid of snakes, and I even kind of got nervous for a moment. It was that good. Um, As a matter of fact, they threw a rubber (laughs) snake at me later, and I was just like, what? Um, you know, but, the, you know, but, uh, you know, yeah, they actually threw it at me. I told you that, right. That they got, they hit mm-hmm. me too. It was pretty funny, yep. but like, but like I Uh-oh. had trouble walking for over it myself. And then I turned and looked at Nathan, I'm like, Oh God, how's he going to handle this? I watched him. <laughs> I wanted to see if he could get across it. He was getting nervous. Uh, but then I got it later. Cause they did this whole like cool thing with pool noodles and made him look like uh, they were Indiana Jones getting spiked against the wall and it closes in on you. And I got closed halfway in and uh, it was fun. So it was very cute. Uh, yeah, it was that was cool, all then... middle school kids in there. And they yeah. actually warn you about that. They get excited. So they apologize if they bump you. <laughs> so lots of young kids in there. That's, that's the next gen- I believe the children are our future. So that's the next generation <laughs> of honors right there. And the, the the hayride, less said about it, the better. Nothing, ha- literally nothing uh-huh. happened. There was not a single scare on this hayride. They made you get off at one point, and even though someone who we were with was having a lot of mobility issues, um, mm. they did, like they were very rude to her. Um, so the, the, the oh. hay, hayride, not cool. The haunt, absolutely awesome. And they had a bluegrass band playing out out by it too. That was it was fun. That like. If you go to Ringgold, the Haunted Depot, do the haunt. Skip the hayride. But after that was my favorite haunt we went to this year, and it's a new one on me. It's in Cohutta, Georgia, and it's called the Barn of Fear. Now, whoever designed this is either a genius or lucked into one of the best effects ever. Like, you turn into the woods. Like, you're going down a path through the trees that is wide enough for, like, a car. There is and one then, sign. That was yeah, it. Middle of, one. Middle of nowhere. Oh, wow. One, one little sign. And you get to this clearing, and you see a bunch of cars, but you don't see any people. It's just like it's dark. There's no lights, nothing. They're like, I guess this is the place. And so we kind of looked around, and we noticed there's a fence over there on the other side with like some a couple of lights on the fence. We're like, okay, we'll just follow the fence. Now, at the end of the fence, there is a barn where they are selling the tickets to the haunt. Everyone is waiting there, waiting for their, you know, them to come. Be like, we need the Hamilton party, the Gray party, and the Jones party, and take them to the haunt, which is about fifty yards up a hill. And there's this hillside where everyone's just kind of sitting there waiting for their numbers to be called. But the effect, oh. is, the effect is, you're just walking. You don't know where you are. You're just walking into pitch black darkness. And then from out of the shadows, there's just this hillside full of people staring at you. <laughs> it's a really Ooh. unsettling effect. Yeah, it looks as seriously. You, you know that scene in Midsummer where there's all they're all perfectly spaced on the hill and they all turn and look at the new people. Uh, you yeah. know, they use it. That it, it was the it was the one they used on the poster a lot. It looked just like that, but at night. Wow. <laughs> It was creepy because there was these Christmas lights coming from the barn, so they were kind of lit, but kind of not. And it so was, they, take was, you, they take you up to the haunt, which this haunt had some of the best. It was 
old school, homegrown, like the kind of haunts I did when I was a kid. You know, it's like it was in an, in an old barn, and it was you know just really it had that that gr- like that grimy feel that she was talking about. That you know we may maybe we shouldn't be in here kind of feel and. The best haunt banter I have heard in a long time, in a moment that actually kind of creeped me out a little bit. We walked through this one room, and there's two girls in there. One of them was, I'd guess, like 15, 16. One of them couldn't have been more than 12. And they're doing the whole, ooh, I have a knife, I'm scary thing, right? So, uh, yeah. so we go through the room, and I hear them coming up behind me. And I was like, okay, they're either going to try and jump scare me, or they're going to like threaten to cut my head off or some shit like that. Yeah. And instead... I hear one of them whisper to the other one, why is he so tall? And the other one goes, mm-hmm. let's take his legs. And then they just start giggling. I was like, wow. that was fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, they never addressed me. They just talked about me to each other where I could hear. And it, that was shockingly effective. Like, it worked so well. And, like, that, that place was awesome. Like, yeah, it, the, 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 it was so much fun, and um, we we're pretty sure that they uh, that that they knew we were big game, so they upped their game a little bit because they finaled us, which was really awesome. That we yeah, they saved out. us for last. <laughs> they, they they all of them hit us as we walked out. Every single one of them hit us one more time. Um, <laughs> it was like awesome. It was like a grand yeah, finale of all. The people, uh, all all the actors in there. That was really cool. Um, it always was, it compa- was special I always, place. I always compare haunted houses to horror movies in that hmm. you have the you, they run the gamut. You've got the big budget blockbuster, which is Netherworld. You've got people who are doing it in their backyard with pocket change, and then yep. you've got like those low budget movies and haunts that survive on heart and guts and balls you know that like you Mm. can tell the people there are having a blast doing what they're doing and that atmosphere is infectious you know and barn of fear is one of those types of places so yeah so definitely check it out and then we finale that with nightmares gate um which is uh back closer to atlanta i forget where it is jonesboro jonesboro um, and it, it actually the the main haunt was was good. It was a solid haunt. I actually enjoyed myself. I had a beautiful puppet grand at the grand finale. A gorgeous like day day glowy uh, grim reaper thing that actually reached out and could grab grab somebody and put them in. Uh, it's it was took, I love shit like that. It took yeah. an entire the entire room was just this puppet. Yep. It was, and the was yeah, one guy huge. The, the guy was doing rods and rods and pulleys to move it around. It was it was really cool. Uh, <laughs> and and the second haunt I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Um it was actually and and it was like it seemed like 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 animal experiments that have been released that have gone wild in in this jungle. Um uh, I, I you know, which was cool, but what was cool about it, you know, instead of walking through like a, a pathway, it was actually uh, levels. Like it was wire industrial walkways. So you wound up and then you wound back down. Sometimes there was a stairway, sometimes there was a ramp, and the monsters could hit you multiple times because they're all in the same mm-hmm. room. You can see other people 
in the in the haunts getting scared, which is awesome. Um, you know, and it, 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 and the theming was really cool. Like the creatures were kind of original and it's kind of like cool. What is this, this guy looked like a bird. He kept running back and forth through the hunt and there was a slider in there too, if I remember. Uh, and with, with the changing fun. levels Excellent. and everything, it also had the effect of making the limited space they were working with feel much, much larger. Yeah, I was that was really original and I thought that was cool. And so I I I really liked the second haunt there. So that that was most of the haunts we did. Uh, we the, did the final two, the final haunts we did were on Halloween night. And it was two home haunts. Which is a lot of fun. My uh Shane Morton, the Professor Morte of the Silver Scream Spook Show, he puts on an amazing haunt i mean there were hundreds of people hanging out over at his place like going through the haunt and kids are dressed up and parents are having fun it's like it was halloween the way it should be done over there like it was amazing and then we went over to our buddy joe, buddies joe and chrissy they do a yard haunt every year we had trick-or-treaters and sat in the driveway and carved pumpkins and and the hauntress um injured herself and we had we had a great oh it was yeah awesome. I tripped over a witch's broom on the 29th. Oh, no. Isn't it ironic? And, and, and <laughs> it, it hurt so bad. I landed on my shoulder and forearm. It hurt so bad, I thought I might have broken it. I had not. Oh, wow. I did not break it, but it did rip the fuck out of my tendons, and it still hurts. And I had to use that Whatever arm to move to my house. Whatever happened to professional courtesy? What oh, my the God. <laughs> but... It it happens, uh, you know. I'm a klutz, and uh, I should have been more careful. But it, you know, it it was dark, and I tripped it or something. So, anyway, but but I I the haunt itself was cute, they, and they got a really nice new uh, witch this year in their grand finale room, uh, and it has the same rotor mechanisms that Disney animatronics use. So it's really smooth and its eyes move and it looks at you and it looks around and it talks and stirs a pot. It looked really cool. Right, Nathan? Yeah. The articulation, the articulation in that animatronics face is way more detailed than your average stuff you find. Yeah. So that was, that was nice. Uh, They're very, uh, I, I, they're, they're very proud of their new, their new animatronic that they got this one. They always, they, they, they're always on the bargain hunt and often fix them, fix them up themselves. Like they have a full skeleton band they've had for a couple of years and um, they don't all three always play. Sometimes one is broken. I think the lead guitar player was broken this year. Uh, but uh, uh, but oh. they all can play, and there's a drummer and a guitar player and a bass player, uh, right? I think I think it's two like guitar players and a mm-hmm. drummer, and it's really cute. They you know it's like you know rock you know, rock music with graves jokes and whatever. So it's cool. Uh, they, I, and they are blow mold crazy people. So they have an entire graveyard of blow molds. Uh, and all of these all of these haunts were within driving distance of us so what that means with as many as we just listed i guarantee you there are haunts within driving distance of you everybody out there 
who can hear the sound of my voice. So go check them out. Next year, I want you to go and check out all the haunts in your area because they all deserve your love. And you'll have and a great reminder, time. Because one of the reasons why we're bringing this up is that this also leads into winter season because there will be Christmas haunts at a lot of these mm-hmm. locations. So Absolutely. pay attention and look them up. First of all, because Krampus is coming on the 5th, and a mm-hmm. lot of these will open on a Krampus weekend, uh, you know, uh, and do a horror haunt. And then um, sometimes they'll just open, like, on the middle of Christmas season and Evil elves or whatever, drunken Santas. I've seen those too. Uh, you know, whatever <laughs> you know, they do. Uh, it's awesome. So look, look for this stuff. Support it in the in the in the winter Christmas season too, because this stuff is appropriate for Christmas and it is awesome. Here, here. Mm-hmm. So now we've talked a lot. I was going to say I'm just not going to talk about my media convention very much, other than I got to meet Carolyn Monroe. And that's why I was there. What was that um, like? Yeah, it was the second time I've met her, uh, and it's delightful because uh, <laughs> she's amazing. I went to her panel first, listened to her talk about all the all the people that she met and worked with, everyone from Paul Nashi to Chris Lee to Peter Cushing to whoever else. Uh, you know, completely. Am I still here? Right, sure more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am it's I still a here? it's a con called it's a con called Monsterama. And yeah. it's it's a small con, but it's but it's focused on classic horror. Right? They don't really <laughs> they don't really fo- you know do much with the modern horror. It's all about old school stuff. So it, that was fun. We got uh, I actually at that place found the the Elvira Coors Light uh, stand up display that I remember seeing in the store in 1986 that kind of changed my life. And I was able, I was able to get a get one for my very own collection, which is awesome. And then the, the, the most, it's kind of telling about, about uh, the Hauntress and I, then we split and she got Carolyn Monroe's autograph and met her and I went and got a tattoo. So it was the perfect way to, perfect way to spend the weekend before Halloween. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, it was. So we did actually salvage our spooky season and slid into home, even though we had that like total shutdown of spookies. Um, so um, before we got to talk see some about, hammer flicks on the big screen. Uh, yeah, we did actually. Yeah, during the the Mummy and Satanic Rites of Dracula. Mm-hmm. We got to see Bride of the Monster at the Silver Screen Spook Show. Uh, we got to see a little known Atlanta we got to shot see, what was thing that? called um, Vampire Cop. The One Thousand Yokai. Then we get we oh, got to yes. see that Spook too. Warfare. Spook warfare, yeah. Yeah, excellent. That, yeah, we Super saw that. rare big screen. Uh, showing yeah, I that was I had never seen it before. I knew about it. All I knew about was the umbrella. There's an umbrella in the movie, um, which is kind of a famous image. I didn't we know spent, anything more than that. Day, it was cool. We spent anyway, a day at we, the Buried Alive Film Festival and saw all kinds of great stuff. We're gonna talk about that more later on. There's some okay. stuff I want to tell you. Yeah, we're going to hold Buried Alive for another show because uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, and um, go, what do, we've talked a lot. So we, I'm going to get Aaron. Tag. I know that you've been super busy. Talk about your spooky season. And then let's go ahead and lead it into Godzilla because I think sure. that oh. uh, I know you also got to see Godzilla. And Godzilla you, minus spoiler, one, I did. 
spoiler free, please, because we have a date on Saturday. Yes, no okay. spoilers. Yeah. yeah, we're going to oh, sushi it. and going to see it in IMAX. Okay, save that uh, for the beautiful. end. But <laughs> we're gonna go eat sushi and then go watch the Godzilla movie. It's so, perfect. But as all good things start at the beginning, and when you get to the end, stop. That's one of Natalie's favorite quotes. You know, she's a huge Alice in Wonderland freak, right? Oh, yeah. Well, who is it? She did papers, fun, and everything. I got to do the dark ride in Blackpool Pleasure Beach of Alice in Wonderland, like the original one. It was cool. Anyway, go ahead. I will give you a thumbnail sketch of my spooky season. (coughs) Pardon me. Um, A lot of it was spent watching a lot of vampire films and every single Santo film I could get my hands on. And <laughs> I am yeah. an even bigger Santo fan than I was before. Uh, it was yeah. so much freaking fun. Um, I guess my uh, spooky season started with uh, Creep IE, their, um, their uh, fall con, uh, and they're out in the Inland Empire, and that's the uh, IE in Creep IE. And uh, I just recommend. It's a smaller con, but it still draws in uh, a good crowd of celebrities. I got to meet Tony Todd. I had him sign my uh, Candyman action figure and awesome. spoke with him for just a little bit. Uh, cosplay was banging. Uh, the shopping was really good. Uh, Natalie and I threw a huge Halloween party that we've been doing decades, a themed Hollywood part, uh, Halloween party. And this year it was uh, 80s vampires. So uh, I did a lot of shopping there for a lot of the prizes that we give out for the games and stuff. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, there was a panel um, on uh, sliders, I think on how they do it and stuff like that. There was a nice. big room with uh, retro arcade games and pinballs. There was speed horror dating, which I didn't take part in. Uh, there was an uh, after evening, after show concert that looked pretty bitchin' that I didn't intend. Lots of artists with lots of horror-themed stuff. Uh, if you're in town when one of the Creep IE shows are going on and they do like two or three a year, highly recommend. Um, I actually got my tickets early for that and got an autographed uh, street trash. No, no, no. Not, I'm sorry. Not street trash. Chopping mall poster. Ooh, uh, that's that was my little bonus <laughs> thing. So that was kind of sweet. Um, uh, for the Halloween party, we all had a blast. I went as uh, Edgar Frog, Corey Feldman. Uh, <laughs> I, I even had the the, the uh, machine gun T-shirt, so that was awesome, rad. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, like lots of things. Um, uh, oh, oh, oh! Uh, time after time, at the Frida with director screenwriter Nicholas Meyer was awesome. Uh, oh, I'm about- so jealous. I really want. I missed him. He was actually at Monsterama, and I missed his panel. Oh. Uh, If you get the chance to buttonhole him, he has stories like you wouldn't believe, and he's a writer. He tells them really, really, really well. Um, I, being a fan of a lot of his different work, especially his Star Trek work, uh, was unfortunately, along with the rest of the audience, forbidden to ask him about that in particular. (laughs) 
Yeah, Too they bad. wanted to keep it on time after time. But I did get to ask him, uh, yo, uh, between this and um, the 7% solution and then the other one he did about Jack the Ripper that I, I can't remember the title right now uh, that he wrote that I really love. Um, are you a big fan of the Victorian era or are you just really good at faking it? And I got him to laugh and we talked about that for a little bit. So that was cool. And he autographed my Star Trek II Wrath of Khan Funko Pop with nice. Kirk and Spock. I, I have been and always shall be your friend. So that was pretty cool for me. Um, nice. Baby clock in, yeah, that's Baby clock in concert was so fucking rad. Um, it was the last show of the tour in Los Angeles. Uh, started out with Metaloc- or Death Clock from Metalocalypse, uh, and they just kicked all kinds of ass. They, they showed uh, clips and videos and, and whole segments from the show behind them as they played. The energy was amazing. There was a huge fucking uh, mosh pit with uh, the kids moshing pretty damn hard, but all with love. And it was <laughs> just amazing. And then after them came uh, Baby Metal. And, I, you know, I like what I've heard of them, but I don't really know that much about them. But now I'm a fan. They were fantastic. Totally, I would go see them again. Um and in fact, I think they're continuing their tour. Pardon me, I had to get a little drink there. And uh, yeah, if you get the chance, recommend. Uh, I took my first trip to Horror Vibes Coffee in North Hollywood, and it was a blast. The decor is awesome. The uh, themed drinks are amazing. I happened to be there when they were doing a promotion for the new Walking Dead series. So by accident... I ordered that drink, and they gave it to me for free, which is really nice. And uh, <laughs> I entered a contest to win every DVD they've ever done. Haven't heard from them yet. Fingers crossed. <coughs> Pardon. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> uh, did Universal Studios with a friend <coughs> in town from Germany. We did uh, the uh, Universal Hollywood Horror Nights. And we did early entry, which I recommend. If you're not going to pay for the now ridiculously uh, something like three bills for the front of the line pass, Ooh. then you got yeah you got to go get the early entry. Uh, we hit Nintendo Land. Uh, my friend Petra collects uh, pictures with characters, and she was able to get a whole bunch that she didn't already have in her collection. So. For that alone, it was a win, but we were also able to get in line for a few of the rides like an hour early, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, we haven't really talked about Nintendo Land, but on my best of the year, I'm sure I'm going to mention it again, I did uh, the D23 Disney Studios uh, Disney 100 Royal Ball, and I can't say enough. D23 events are kind of hit and mess. This one was spectacular. Spectacular! They were celebrating the 100th anniversary of Walt coming to Southern California in 1923. And uh, it's been their Disney 100. Every place you look, uh, they have a special new trailer in front of all the movies. uh, And they just 
This was a, a paid event for D23 members. It sold out. Uh, everyone dressed in tuxes except yours truly. <laughs> I wish I'd known about that, but any, it was still great. Um, great food, great booze. For me, it was a thrill uh, meeting and getting pictures with uh, director Don Hahn, uh, Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, Bob Gurr, God love him, uh, one of the God. major influences on the Haunted Mansion, which is yeah. my favorite dark ride of all fucking time. And he um, also did Scary Tales, helped design mm-hmm. uh, in Knott's Berry Farm, my favorite dark ride of all time. So Right on. Very, and very I did. Rest in peace. Sorry, go ahead. Yep. No, no, not at all. Um, I was going to say that's a perfect segue. I also did not Sperry Farm. I did not do Scary Farm this year, and that was a fail on my part. But um, not Sperry Farm still had a lot of the uh, Halloween trappings everywhere, and they had uh, Halloween food at the, the kiosks things. My friend William convinced me to not only get a pass, but get the uh, the food pass and the drink pass. And basically... I can get a beverage every 20 minutes, but that's a lot of boysenberry punch for one man. Um, <laughs> the dining pass, though, is a complete winner. You get a full freaking meal starting at 11 a.m., and then uh, I think four hours later you can get another one. And I I usually just get them to go, but, you know, uh, they're, they're giant plates of, like, boysenberry uh, barbecue ribs or uh, meatballs or uh, all kinds of Mexican food or whatever. And, yeah, if, if you're looking at a, a Knott's Berry Farm Pass, seriously consider adding the dining pass to that. Um, the other thing was uh, Universal Hollywood Horror Nights. Oh, my God, you wouldn't believe how many Draculas there were to take pictures with. I it must have done at least a dozen. Um, the The – the one that really stands – it wasn't a, a particularly spectacular year for me for Halloween Horror, but I was really impressed with what they did with um, Chucky. Uh, the outside facade had uh, a whole bunch of Chucky dolls, and while you were waiting in the incredibly 30-minute long line uh, – the dolls would occasionally come to life and start talking to each other. And that was hella fun. I really enjoyed that. That was really well done. And inside it was, you know, kind of standard. Chucky's are all trying to stab you and stuff. Um, the stabby, other thing. Stabby. Yeah. Yeah. Stabby, stabby. Chucky's got uh, a Chucky. Chucky's got a Chucky really. Um, uh, the new expanded Nope land, um, had some really good performers uh, doing the scary red-dressed us people holding their scissors. Uh, good scare actors, really good. Um, ditto the dude at the Blumhouse presentation uh, from uh, Black Mask. He was he was doing photo ops with everyone, and he was particularly scary. I liked him a lot. Um, Blumhouse had a little setup with costumes and props from all their films, which was really fun to deal with. Um, There was, of course, a uh, Five Nights at Freddy's costumes thing set up. Um, But the the hit of that thing was a dance 
performance by a whole bunch of Megans. And uh, nice. It, yeah, that that was really good. I I don't know if I posted the pictures for that yet. If I do, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tag you both on it. Um, mm-hmm. At the end, like I don't know, there's uh, maybe a dozen at the top, maybe ten of these uh, young ladies dancing all around us, and then uh, they picked uh, like ten people in the audience to end the dance with their sword stabby stabby at them, and I, I got to be stabbied, so that was kind of fun for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Let's see what else was really good there. Oh, their little um, their little area with um, the Day of the Dead setup, I really liked too. And, and um, there was a, a foreign horror thing that was set up uh, a walkthrough area that was really nice. Oh. But um, the other stuff eh, was just okay, really, at this year's uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Um, the other Little thing, um, Grill Em All decided to do a Shout at the Devil burger. And uh, <laughs> red brioche buns branded with a pentagram and spicy as fuck. Um, it is my – and the whole restaurant <laughs> is heavy metal themed. Uh, it's year-round. They won the very first food truck challenge way back in the day, and they are – I think they're Natalie's favorite burger joint. They're certainly mine. Uh, they're a bit of a drive out there. They're they're over near Pasadena, but God damn, do those people make good burgers? And then uh, the latest thing I did this past Monday, uh, I got a special invitation because we're members of the Frida Cinema, uh, the, the uh, only nonprofit art house cinema in Southern California, I think. Um, definitely Orange County, and I got to see. Godzilla minus one and it rocked hard. Um, it, it's a throwback. It, it makes Godzilla really scary again. Um, the gentleman who spoke to us uh, is author of Monstar of Japan and uh, a biography of Ishido Hondo, uh, the original director and and force behind uh, the, the 1954 Gojira Godzilla. Uh, he had a great thing he said that really stuck with me. Uh, Gojira in 54 is very much about Pan's fear of the atomic bomb being manifested as Godzilla, Gojira. And Godzilla minus one, Godzilla is the atomic bomb. And uh, there are some hmm. scenes in there where he is really fucking scary. Um, there, there, I, there are people who I think were laughing because they were fucking nervous about it, but it was pretty awe-inspiring in, in the true meaning of the word, awe. And um, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I don't want to tell you too much without giving don't. anything away. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, I think it's pretty anti-war, which – you know, I'm down with. And the two hours, three or five minutes flew by, and I'm ready to see it again. And this time I'd like to see it on big fucking IMAX and let those speakers pin me to the back of the seat. 
that's what we're going to do on this Saturday. Uh, we are going awesome. to the Mall of Georgia to see it on the IMAX, and it's supposedly one of the better IMAXs in the area. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have sushi beforehand, and we're going to go on a double date with some, some yeah. friends, hopefully. So it'll it'll be fun. So we're looking forward to that. Um, so, so that's why no spoilers. Um, so, no spoilers. Uh, so, so uh, now. <laughs> Aaron, do you have any plans for the coming up this this Christmas season? Um, I have a, a friend coming, a different German friend coming in. We're going to go see uh, Mary Chifo, who, uh, have you seen Star Trek Discovery yet? Uh, yeah, but I don't watch okay. it. Okay, uh, the very first episodes, you know that the, the female leader of the Klingons, that's Mary Chifo. And she's doing a, uh, not stand-up, an improv thing. Oh. So we're going to go see her. Um, that's nerdy. She's actually friends with my friend Sabrina, so that'll be fun. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to Disneyland, so there'll be lots of holiday reporting on that. And... Uh, yeah, that's about it for my nerdy activities uh, coming up to sweet. Oh, and, oh, that's right. Natalie has decided that this December is spooky movie December, and we're going to be watching a ton of uh, ho- holiday horror. So looking oh, forward yeah. to that. <laughs> uh, we, we are trying to fit in on Friday. Uh, our friend is doing uh, holiday horror trivia out at the Blackstrap Game Cell. So uh, we went to the uh, the slasher horror for October, and it was a lot of fun. And um, you won, they walked, right? We did. Yeah, we, I remember uh, we told yeah. you. We won four out of the five rounds. <laughs> no. It was funny that uh, Ryan and Nicole, <clears throat> my two friends that run, that run the trivia night, came up to us like separately. Neither like they didn't even know. They both came up to us and like, now we can't let you win every prize, okay? <laughs> like both made sure they came and told us that before the show. They both felt the need to tell us. And we're like, and we still walked out like bandits. We walked walked out with a cool with a cool scream game that we have yet to play, but we're probably going to be playing with them Saturday before we go to the movie. And is that the we got Funko one. Uh, yes, yes, it is. I, I bought that at Comic Con, and I'm dying to play it. Let me know. I will. We will definitely let you know. We also got some uh, some Alien and Ripley PV uh, diecast figures. Like we mm. won some pretty won some pretty cool stuff. Fun. Yeah, it was. It was fun, yeah, the, and so the black, we're going the to black strap is a place. It's really cool <clears throat> in Gainesville, Georgia. There's a. It's not School of Rock. It's the other one. I can't remember what. Let there be rock or something. I can't. Yeah, remember the let exact there be name. rock. Yeah. Yeah, but my friends from the Casket Creatures and Die Ninety Nine Eighty Five and some of the local horror punk bands work with the kids there, giving lessons and guitars and vocals and you know just teaching them how to play and stuff. And they've opened a small venue connected to the school where they'll have, you know, local bands come and play, and the kids from the school get to open the shows. Uh, wow. We got to, we got to it's see, really and cool. they book real they book real bands, too. Uh, we, we, just, saw we just Nick, saw Tim Capello Tim Capello there. play there. Um, right on. That was hysterical. Our friend Thomas went as Tim Capello to the party. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, he, he, put on a, he put on a great show, too. <laughs> that was that was fun. So, yeah, uh, so Tim Capello is the black stuff. So we're going to go there for the holiday. Um, Nathan, can yes. you get off air for a couple minutes, put your fingers in your air, walk to the door, and slowly walk ah. back? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go pour myself and, a shot. I'll be right back. And don't okay. listen to this later. Yeah, promise you're not gonna listen to this until after the 14th. <laughs> Is it All right. Away? Is he gone? I think he's away. All right. <laughs> I have bought two tickets for his for Christmas to Nathan. I'm taking him to the officially licensed less show, The Empire Strips Back, which is oh, an officially licensed awesome. Star Wars burlesque show. Yeah. Re- yeah. From Australia. So, yeah. And I've only so seen pictures and it looks amazing. They've been amazing. on tour. They were in New York recently, uh, but they're doing a stint here in Atlanta. So at Pullman Yards. All right. Oh. Uh, so anyway. It's it's. I mean, our, I know nothing. A, you know nothing. I know nothing. Okay, you know nothing. He knows nothing. You can come back now. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had to tell you anyway. And we are back. Yes. Yeah, um, we, we, we didn't talk about anything. Just so you know. Nope. Okay. Fair no, enough. Nothing. We whistled. Yeah, we yeah. He knows nothing. We are know a lot nothing. of whistling. I know nothing. I am the Sergeant Schultz of this program. <laughs> sometimes the last one knows better. Did either of you catch the new Doctor Who? No, how was that? No. I was going to ask. The 60th anniversary. Um, yeah, 60th anniversary. Uh, the production values are amazeballs. I haven't seen anything this bright and shiny in a Doctor Who since that not so great TV movie from Fox uh, back in the nineties, I want to say. Um, but the big news in Doctor Who world is they're talking about bringing back that gentleman, uh, something McGann, not Mark McGann. I don't know. Eh. Anyway, um, but we're going to get maybe. I mean, the rumor is we're going to get that. Americanized Doctor Who played by a British actor but you know done over here in his own series or something so that's really exciting Uh, the one that I saw the new one um, has a very cute alien creature that everybody's going crazy about Um, if uh, you saw any of the uh, weirdness involving Moopsie from Star Trek Lower Decks this is the new Moopsie okay um Beg your pardon. Uh, the incels are all upset because Doctor Who uses pronouns, which is a okay. little weird because he's not just a time lord. He's been a time lady. So I don't know why they're suddenly getting their weird panties in a bunch, but there you go. Well, and those are just personas because really time lords have no gender. Um, <laughs> yep. time lords. Uh, anyway. We can get into anatomy of Doctor Who another time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've never actually done a really good Doctor Who show, and maybe we should nerd it up at some point. Uh, oh, that's that awesome. would, 
Yeah, because I love Doctor Who. My niece loves Doctor Who and loving love the new one. Watched the new one several times. Yeah. They told me. Uh, We're making so. our way back through the new era. Um, we just got rid of uh, Doctor Martha Jones, who, who came back briefly. So we're on Donna's uh, second round, round uh, with the tenth Doctor, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. There was a picture of the fourth Doctor, um, my boy Tom Baker, um, yeah. in the old out old guard for the 60th. He did a still shot, which is he yeah, doesn't he do many public appearances anymore. So it, you know, yeah, he's old and frail, but it was still Tom Baker. So that was pretty cool to see that. So uh, you know, he's my he's my he always will be my favorite. Um, so um, so <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with you actually when we get a a Doctor Who episode of our own t- to get into it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I can disagree with you on that. He's pretty awesome. So we're not actually going to do very much for Christmas this year other than family stuff. Um, I might go see some light displays. I always like to go do that. There's one up north I want to go support called the 80s Farm, which um, had their entire wiring set up just destroyed in a farm fire, oh. a lightning oh, no. bolt took the entire wiring out but apparently um they um did a shout out on internet and internet came to their rescue and they were able to open so i would like to go support them uh if i can you know they're homegrown they've been doing it themselves they were actually on the christmas light fight a couple years ago uh so you know it's a legit lighting display so i would like to do that um, but that's about it. So we are going to fill our winter with kaiju movies because, you know, Godzilla minus one. How often do we get a yeah. Toho movie? Not very often. And mm-hmm. uh, so I thought to close out tonight, why don't we talk about some of our favorite kaiju movies? Uh, and I don't just mean Toho and Godzilla, though I'm sure there's going to be plenty of Godzillas to talk about. Um, <laughs> uh, but um like, there's, you know, monster movies in general, like big monsters. Like, you know, we mm-hmm. can also talk about, like, uh, the Deadly Mantis. I would count that. That's a real good question because Nathan asked us earlier, what actually constitutes, when does a big monster become a kaiju? Like, right. where, we, were talking about, where does, we were talking about um, Ymir from, uh, oh, God. I can't remember the name. 20 Million Miles to Earth. 20 Million Miles from Earth, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And we all... We also brought up Mighty Joe Young, and that are these what about, characters big enough to be considered kaiju because they they're not on the scale of a Godzilla or a King Kong, but they're definitely giant monsters that can do some damage. Clifford the Red Dog is he a Ooh. kaiju? <laughs> is he a cryptid? He Who totally the hell knows? Counts. He totally counts as a kaiju. I don't. Um, it's fuzzy. Well, so is he. Yeah. There, yeah. there are fuzzy. There is a dog kaiju in the Toho universe. So yeah, King Caesar. Yeah, King Caesar. <laughs> so you can be a dog and be a kaiju. Okay. Dog or kaiju. kaiju. Huh. Clifford is absolutely a kaiju, and now I need to. Oh God, I have movie ideas for days now. Ed Cannon accepted. <laughs> Absolutely. We've already broken ground with this episode. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Maybe oh, like some too. Clifford versus Gigan or something. That'd, that'd be great. <laughs> Shin, like Shin Clifford. Aww. <laughs> no, oh but God. seriously, like, like you know, people are like, "Well, monster movies aren't really horror films," but they were. They have, first of all, oh, they have horror yeah. roots, and yeah, they are. But they might not be aimed at like they might have a more targeted audience, but they are like you know they are horror films in their own right, and they're disaster films. Disaster films yeah. and horror films are very close to each other, and. And I always, you know, what happens when you hit that, when that unstoppable force of nature just decides to come and just destroy everything? You know, there's nothing you can do. Here's <laughs> one. I, it's a giant monster, but I off, I'd never hear him mentioned when people talk about kaiju. What about Q the winged serpent? I consider oh, yeah. him a kaiju. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I well, love that, 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 He's that, not that, a that, dragon. would be yeah. kaiju too, right? Well, or uh, uh, dragons their own thing. I think dragons are kind of their own things, but dragons and kaiju's are very close to each other. So mm. you know, there are <laughs> I would say there are kai dragons that are kaiju though, like Gidra. So there are kaiju yeah. dragons. So yeah, it depends if said <laughs> dragon is rampaging through a city or not. <laughs> mm, or ur- okay. If they're urban or they're medieval, is that the difference? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Because so. there was a so, there was a there was a movie called called D Wars, terrible name, but I it was like a, D-Wars. that was <laughs> that in that movie they totally treat the dragons like kaiju. And the big hmm. final dragon is a full scale oriental dragon. It's actually kind of a stunning shot for a CG movie. Um, mm-hmm. That movie is not that good, but I saw it at the drive-in, and that was a perfect place to see a movie like that uh so oh, i know I, one I, of your favorites is rain of fire and i, I would argue definitely i don't blame you they're definitely kaiju adjacent if they're not in that one those dragons are my second favorite dragons of all time not my second favorite dragon film seven fa- second favorite right. dragons in a film my number one favorite dragon is the dragon slayer yeah vermisax pejorative from from dragon slayer absolutely nobody can touch phil tibbet's work in that movie nobody excellent, uh, excellent. yeah but uh, well he's also remember, if we go back to season one of this show you'll hear that he, he was my number three i believe favorite villains of all time maybe four mm, i think lady lady right. Jermaine might have been number three fucker Um, uh, I don't know where we are on size here but I would like to nominate them as a kaiju film that was one one we actually specifically brought up when we were talking about what constitutes (laughs) a kaiju I totally say they count obviously the deadly mantis does deadly mantis is bigger than buildings them aren't bigger than buildings they're about the size of buses but there's just so many of them i mean but they're also bugs and to scale a bug that size would collapse under its own weight of its legs like its legs would just buckle uh but you know you know none of them could breathe i mean if we're going to start talking going down that road I am really excited, though. Because that, I demand uh, realism from my kaiju movie. <laughs> I, know, I was right? going to say, I'm really excited we're getting a brand new them, 
and it's coming from the director of Werewolf by Night, which is one of nice. my favorite Marvel things recently. Yeah, what did you, what I haven't you seen saw? the new color version, but I was, yeah, I, was, I really I was like about that. to ask. I was about to ask if you had seen the color version. No, oh, I need to do that. I need to set aside some time. <laughs> so cool. Uh, so kaiju. Let's see. Um, one of my favorites, I always point out, and it's been used on MST3K, and it, I think it's actually a much better film than they're giving it credit for, is uh, Reptilicus. Uh, oh, I absolutely Reptilicus love Reptilicus is great. That, I consider him a kaiju. He's absolutely a kaiju. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. yes. It, it, the movie has got some weird characters in it. Like, nobody's, everyone's really weird in that movie. Like, they're all, like, caricatures, yet they're kind of, like, slanted and weird. Uh, you know, so you've got the typical plot, but they're weird. Uh, you know, and then you got this, like, the origin of where they find the monster's weird, and it's a little bit gory, and then he's just silly, and he wipes oh, yeah. out a bunch of people on a beach with his slime spit. I mean, it, it's it's a fun movie. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I like it. I loved it as a kid. I still like it now. Um, and it's a good B movie. It's one of and yeah, while we were off air, Bert R. Gordon died. So rest yeah. in peace. Speaking of kaiju, yeah. uh, so yeah. uh, you know he did the uh, uh, what was it the flying talon? Was that the name of the movie? Flying claw. Flying claw. Flying, flying claw. claw. Yeah, yeah, the flying claw, which is also a, I do consider a kaiju as well. Just so you know. Yep. So. I tell you, yeah. the kaiju I think doesn't get much love, and I wish had we had more of this kaiju because we didn't see it much. Is Toho's Frankenstein? Oh yeah, I've always really dug that character design and thought there was a lot of cool places they could have gone with that character. But aside from you know Frankenstein versus Baragon, there's really not much they did with him at all. There was something kind of adjacent to that that I really loved as a kid. The War of the War Gargantuas. Gargantuas. Yeah. With Gargantua Red and Gargantua Green. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, kn- I, I was going to say, you know, uh, when when Liz suggested that when the head hauntress brought up this topic, I was going, wait a second, 10 kaiju films? Do I even have 10 favorite? And then they came spilling out of me. And I couldn't believe uh, how many I really enjoy it and how, how easy it was to make a list and then have to mm-hmm. cut it down. Uh, but I was thinking that this category, more than any other horror for me, uh, even horror comedy, which is my favorite, um, is tinged with nostalgia. And uh-huh. that kind of yep. you know, pairs right back into what uh, our headhuntress was saying about how it's not normally considered a horror film because so much of it is child-adjacent, the, um, uh, the era – of Godzilla that had him as a hero to kids and, and then Gamera uh, and all that definitely made it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, it, it it was, uh, it it was sold to us down here in the the LA region on uh, Tom Hatton's uh, family film festival. And, and one of my favorite things that he show was voyage into space with Johnny Sacco and his giant robot, and they would fight kaiju. Johnny Sacco! Oh, my God. I, I used to watch that shit religiously. Uh, it played right? Alpha, right after Ultraman when I was a kid on 
KTVU oh. Channel 2, Captain Cosmic. Again, so you know, my, my boy, you know, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking his name. Nathan, name of the horror host out of California that I love Welcome. so much. Bob Wilkins. Bob Wilkins. It is, yeah, my God. What can I, Captain nice. Cosmic, it was Bob Wilkins. So once again, influence on my life. So. <laughs> well, anyway, Johnny Sacco and his giant robot um, are definitely kaiju adjacent because oh, yeah. most of their enemies, right? Yeah, well, no. And but again, they'll grow inside the fight. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's like Ultraman. They, they grow in size to fight. Uh, and yep. the Johnny Sacco has a kaiju robot replica of himself that uh, the family, uh, and he fights too. So, yeah, no, yep. they're absolutely, I consider them absolutely kaiju. Uh, well, I, I so, would have to throw that on, on part of on my favorite list because as a kid, oh, man, I was obsessed yeah, I, I, I love that shit when I was younger. It's funny, but it's hard to find good copies of it now. Like, it's out there. You can find it, but mm-hmm. nobody has, like, no one's done a restoration. They've done it for Ultraman. I just bought that set. Oh. Um, but they haven't done it for Johnny Sacco yet. So, the next um, time yeah. I talk to the guys from Shout Factory, I will mention that to them because I yeah. would buy that. I would absolutely. Yeah. You know who we, have, we haven't mentioned yet? We haven't mentioned Gamera. Yeah, well, we mentioned him, but we haven't talked about him. And, you know, Gamera is amazing. I mean, I love Gamera. And the new TV show wasn't too bad either. Uh, So, yeah, so a big turtle, another. And you you talked about pairing a turtle soup with with a wine. (laughs) With a Rioja, yeah. I mean, traditionally people would do a, a big buttery Chardonnay. But I think, you know, if you were doing like a... A uh, New Orleans style turtle soup, you could absolutely go with a Spanish Rioja. N- N- Nathan disagrees with you. Oh, what? Oh, well, when I had uh, turtle soup in uh, New Orleans at the Commander's Palace, they paired it with a sherry. Yeah. It was, that... Did they actually serve you the sherry, or did they recommend you throw it in the sherry? They, they actually came in and poured it in. Yeah, see, okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mwah, magnifique. No, no, I, I, I agree. That is absolutely the way uh, they prepare it there, and I would never argue with Fair from Commander's Palace. But, yeah, um, if for the spiciness, uh, I might actually uh, lean towards a, a big Spanish red, uh, a Tempranillo. So for a Commander's Palace, don't ever buy the drinks. I learned that the wrong way. The mu- <laughs> the, the, the food is reasonable for what it is. The drinks most certainly were not. Uh, the drinks were like Not, half as much as the meal, and we got what woo. two? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's drinking I'm, beforehand. Gamera has actually uh, the the word has taken on a new meaning. It's it's an adjective now in our usage because we like we like to go to um, a place called Iron Age. It's a, a, a Korean barbecue place, and when we leave there, we both say that we are. So Gamera right now because we are full of meat. <laughs> yep, yep, we are so Gamera. Which, by the way, is also a reference to the Mystery Science Theater 3000 and that week-long uh, series of they did six of the eight Gamera movies that exist. Yep. I believe. So uh, I have the box set. Classic. Natalie uh, just turned to me and said, "Gamera is really neat. He is full of turtle meat." <laughs> 
We believe in Gamoroth. We believe in Gamoroth. Thank you. That's right. So uh, I also believe in Gorgo, uh, which you have to throw him in the mix if you're talking about kaiju, because Gorgo is a big baby kaiju, and then there's a mama kaiju in that movie. And and it's it's unusual in the kaiju world because it's actually an English property. It's shot Mm -hmm. shot in England. So I don't know how you... How do you feel about Gorgo? Yes, absolutely. Natalie says totally kaiju. I just watched Gorgo Mm -hmm. as part of the 36-hour Turkey Day Marathon, which I caught most of. Um, Natalie and I contributed to uh, season 14, which unfortunately didn't happen. They didn't make their their goal, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Joel sent us a very nice email he said we're not getting charged for anything, and uh, they're hopeful. They're they're looking at you know what didn't work this time around, and they're going to regroup, and they're going to come back. And we're you know eventually we're going to get another season. Uh, fingers crossed. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> but Gorgo, uh, it was but one of the ones they showed in the 36-hour Turkey Day marathon, and I watched it again, and uh, e- even without them making fun, it, it it stands up as a solid kaiju. It really does. I mean, it's got all the things you need. You got the screaming people, the knocking down buildings, and the military. I mean, if you have those things, you have a kaiju movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it's got all of it. And it also has this, like, like subtle environmental message, not like, like the Godzilla movies and, and comic stuff, but like about, yeah. you know, disturbing things that you shouldn't be touching, like the Arctic, you know, I yeah. think, uh, you know, things like that. So I, I, I think that is cool. I like that. I want to th- throw out one. There's not a lot of human kaiju, but the amazing colossal man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. I think he totally counts. Oh, yeah, and so there's a 50-foot woman. She's a kaiju also. I was going to oh, say, yeah. I just watched Attack of the 50-Foot Woman on TCM recently. Love and that. Fred Owen Ray, <clears throat> excuse me, Fred Owen Ray's Attack of the 60-Foot Centerfold as well. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Is it worth seeing? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it, 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 um, it, it, I will say this. It's a Fred Owen Ray movie. <laughs> you know what you're getting going in. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, he, even though he's he didn't start out uh, appearing in Japanese films, uh, King Kong is one of my absolute favorite mm. kaiju films of all time. Well, it's King Kong is the king for a reason. I mean, like he was one of the first man. films I ever saw. Period. I I still don't know which one was first. If it was Bride of Frankenstein or God or or, or King Kong. Um, one of those oh. was first. I don't know which one it was, uh, but it doesn't matter because they were, you know, they're kind of tied together for me forever, you know. And 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 they're both really good message movies in the sense that it shows that the monsters are actually the people, and not yeah. the monster. Um, they both have yeah. that like going on, and you know, we belong dead. <laughs> that's kind of profound mm. when you're like three years old <laughs> you know, it's no like, oh, yeah so uh you know but uh yeah, well, but, but is not a kaiju there's not a lot of universal monster kaiju uh, no. that i can think of 
except for hmm. maybe like you know, there's the fifth. Well, the all the praying mantis movies and stuff like that. I don't think were any of those were universal, were they? Um, mm, I don't think so. No? no, I think they were sticking to their man man in suit stuff. Yeah, uh, those are mainly know. MGM and RKO. Yeah, so mm. uh, you know, there's also RKO? the yeah the, the side. The side genre that isn't quite kaiju that was popular in the 70s of oversized animals in large amounts, oh, yeah. like like food of the, the gods, gods, you know, yeah. and, you know, giant, lots of giant rat movies. There's a few giant rat movies from the 70s. And giant movies. bunnies. Giant bunnies, Night of the Leapest. I can watch that movie anytime. Like that is like that. It's it, it's not like my fa- on my favorite horror movie film of all. Time list, but it's on my like most watched list. I don't Natalie know loves that, that film. I, I have a confession. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. I've seen little bits of it, and it's one of Natalie's favorites. She just said, "Oh, it's hysterical. It's good from beginning to end. It's got a a, a person from Star Trek in it, which is always a plus." And before you know, Kelly, right? Yeah, it's before Kelly. Back um, okay, I'm I'm on board. And. Um, you know, they they use classics like like tropes, but it's yeah, it's giant bunnies, and they're like slowed down in slow mo, destroying models. It's real, it's gorgeous. It's just yeah. um, what I like to do with that movie, and I haven't done it in a long time. Is if I have a Halloween party, I will put up a sheet and kind of ruffle it so it kind of has bulges in it, and then I'd project not a leaf is onto that. So you have all these slow mo bunnies in the background of your uh, or of your awesome. artist. Yeah, I, I always like that. Or or I put it on the um the garage outside for trick or treaters mm-hmm. because you know it's 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 totally a horror movie, uh, but it's like giant bunnies. No one's gonna be offended. <laughs> so. You know, we didn't have many trick or treaters this year, and I might steal your idea next year. Oh, and really? so they know that we're giving out candy. We have yeah. like five or six parties just pass us by. It's like, yo, I've got a, a pumpkin outside and I've got six different kinds of candies. And I even have uh, the freaking uh, cereal Monster, Monster Mash gummies. What the hell, guys? You guys are and missing six... out. That's oh. a good idea. I might, yeah, I no, might project I, I... giant bunnies. Yeah, no, it totally works because most of the movies in slow mo, you don't need the soundtrack for it at all. Uh, so it, it works so well. Um, I kind of ripped that funny. off though from to, uh, confession from uh, Primus. Uh, oh. <laughs> Primus did something very similar. They put a a, a a a sheet on the ceiling like that with bulges, and during uh, too many dead uh, too many puppies. They uh, projected Lady in the Tramp trailer. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, so I actually saw that from Primus. Now, kai- yeah. kaiju are Go not just kaiju. kaiju are not just the domain of movies. I want to bring up one of the things I collect is Bronze Age Marvel horror anthology reprints, and they're half of the stories in those are giant monsters. Ben yep, Fang Fu and Droom right. and Gorg and all those guys. Like, yeah. the, those kaiju comics from that time are some of the most fun reading that you can get. Godzilla, well, you Godzilla even has a series. 
you just uh, reminded me of one of my favorite recent uh, kaiju, uh, Starro the Conqueror yes. in the Suicide Squad. Oh, I thought they cool. really did that well. He was cool. He was I totally liked him cool. A lot. And he was so sad at the end. I was like, aw, yeah. I, like, I like floating. <laughs> like, I'm happy floating in space, looking up at the stars. Very <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, that movie um, rules, anyways. Yeah, seriously, I'm I'm down to watch that again soon. Anytime, Natalie's for it. Um, is everyone uh, a fan of Pacific Rim? I'm a huge I, fan of that one. I I I have mixed feelings about the first movie and did not like the second. Hmm. Did you like the the kaiju? I like the concept of the kaiju. Yes, the kaiju. Okay. The design was cool. Uh, the movie, I, I think, that the kaiju probably deserved a better movie. So I was. Yeah, I wasn't happy with that movie. I don't know why it didn't work for me. Um, huh. I, 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 and I, you know, robots fighting kaiju. What right? I, you you think that that would be absolutely in my wheelhouse? And directed by Guillermo del Toro. I don't know yeah. why it was such a misfire for me. I've never quite hmm. put it down. I find the movie tedious, and I'm not sure why. Oh, I don't uh, know. My but... one big problem is the the kind of forced romance thing um, doesn't really work for me that that much. I think uh, Mako is an amazing character, and I I love her backstory, and I would even love a, a movie just based on her. But uh, the, the kind of forced romance thing, eh, I don't think that movie really needed it. Uh, now, a movie that doesn't have any romance to it whatsoever, but has an awesome kaiju uh, that we always forget about, and it's one of my favorite movies, uh, is The Host uh, from Korea. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Gu- Guamo is a great monster. He lives under the bridge, and he, he pukes mm-hmm. up bones. He's so cute. He's slimy, gross. <laughs> I absolutely adore him. And that movie is so weird, so quirky, and and a very much a fuck you to America. And I actually kind of like that, uh, you know. Mm. But it's not really a fuck you to America. I wrote a very long article earlier in the Internet days about this. It's really about, like, their complacency and relying on answers from Americans when they live so far away, you know, like not, not deciding things for themselves and mm. that causes trouble. And, you know, so it, it, it was really more of a reflection on their own issues, but, you know, Americans have to be, a, someone has to cl- pearl clutch over it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I you know, uh, I, I didn't have an issue with that at all. And it's not really about that. It's more about paranoia. Um, overall, like not trusting anybody because, you know, it's about pandemics. So it's actually in some ways, mm-hmm. um, I think it's actually more relevant now than it was when it came out because it was about the SARS epidemic when it came out. And now that we all have gone through this epidemic, even worse than the first, uh, you know, rotavirus, you know, <laughs> coronavirus, yeah. you know, that SARS was a coronavirus, too. Uh, yes, it but was. it didn't, you know, uh, it, it, I think the movie is aging well. Like, really well. People should really go back and watch it again because it's really good. And they've always said they were going to make a sequel. There was even, like, test reels, and we've yeah. never gotten a sequel. Never. Hmm. 
but I like that movie. Wonder what happened. I don't know. I I mean, there were there were test reels on the internet. Um, never saw him. So I love him so much. I, and he's so cute. Uh, he's he's, he's <laughs> so slimy and gross. Another slimy and gross, and it's not really a kaiju movie up until the very end, but there's this movie in the 80s called The Deadly Spawn, uh, and uh, <laughs> The Deadly Spawn, the very last shot, kaiju size, one of the monsters, and then it cuts to black, and that's the end of the movie, and it's pretty awesome. Have you ever seen Deadly Spawn, Aaron? I have not. Oh, it's Oh, fun. my God. Okay, you might want to grab uh, Natalie and go watch it now. Uh, first of all, it has really? wow. yeah, um, it is so much fun. I caught this movie later in life. I can't believe I missed it in the eighties, and I you missed it too. Um, it takes yeah. place in in northern New Jersey, uh, not too far where I used to live, and uh, it's about and these horrible little worm like parasites that live in this person's like flooded basement. And the more they, the longer they're, the bigger they get, the more they eat and they get bigger and bigger. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a family is living in this house. The house itself is, is terrifying. Like the, like the, uh, the wallpaper is some of the scariest I've ever seen in any movie. Because clearly they were oh. staying at a bed and breakfast of some kind. <laughs> they're shooting in it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, oh, okay. the monster, cool. the monster design, outstanding. Sand, wow. the monsters, the monsters, great. It's awful. It's terrifying. It's wonderful. Uh, the kids. It's slimy and has lots and lots of teeth. Oh my god! It is so <laughs> much fun. Uh, highly recommend uh, Deadly Spawn. Okay. And I, I actually have this amazing artistic print that someone drew of it that I need to someday put up on a wall. Uh, so it, it, it's good. So yeah, the, there is a kaiju size one of those monsters at the very um, end of the spoiler movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I won't go in. Well, it is a spoiler alert, but it doesn't really <laughs> matter. It's it's getting there is what matters. The Deadly Spawn 1983. Got it. Yeah, it's funny. It's a horror comedy. It's extremely funny. Oh, and it's gonna be well, right. You, you got it's me. gonna and there's kid violence, violence against kids in it, uh, which is Natalie's favorite thing. So you know she'll be good. <laughs> you know. What so, was I just uh, seeing online that people were losing their shit because uh, there was violence against kids in it? Uh, oh, something on Twitter, people. The terrifying three it. trailer. Yeah, we should yep. actually talk about that because that's a Christmas. It'll be come out next Christmas. Ooh, I cannot fucking wait for that movie. Yeah. Um, you know, the well, people off their three. shit. Oh yeah, but they don't. Kids are supposed show to be off limits violence. or something. Uh, I, you know, I am a huge proponent of killing kids in, in in movies. Not that I'm vicious and terrible, but I think it, it plot wise. It actually means that all bets are off and makes the film unpredictable because that's what everybody's saying. I, so, I, think all, I think all parents at one point or another have been like, yes, kill the kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for child endangerment. Like, we just saw Cobweb, and there's a, a, by the way, a fantastic kid performance. And I, that's another oh. film I would highly recommend, especially to Natalie. It's got a huge fairy tale vibe to it. It is really, really good with some really strong it's performances. It's on my list of movies that I've got to watch. 
Anthony the, Starr. The only, the only is issue terrifying. with that movie is I cannot see him in anything now and not just think Homelander. Oh. But, <laughs> but he's, he, he is appropriately terrifying in this movie, though, because it's Anthony Starr. Uh, and it's not a spoiler at all. Um, it's, you know, but he's good. And then, you know, my girl's in it, too. Uh, you know, Lizzie Kaplan, which, you know, you know. Right it, Lizzie Kaplan can't go do wrong for me. I love her so much. And that and the child performance is fantastic in that movie. Uh so I really like that movie. Uh I saw that and we saw Evil uh, when Evil Lurks pretty close when to Evil each Lurks other. Was great. Yeah, which was the, Oh, it the, is good. Oh man, yeah, it's good. I'm trying to really think if that's good. on my list. It, it's it's currently it, it's current I don't know the exact I'm haven't done spots or whatever, but as of right now, no, I'm, still, I'm still, yes, I've still got a lot of stuff to watch, but it's right now it's in the top half of my top 10 of the year. It, 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 wow. It's nice. been three, it's yeah. been three weeks now and we're still talking about it. Like, Damn. It, it's that good. Um, you know, it, there are some people that don't like it, but I, I'm, I think it's a tight film. It's very, it, 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 it it's a uni- one of the best universe builds I've seen in a long time. Um, it's action packed right on the edgier seat, yet completely terrifying from beginning to end. Nobody what I, what I liked about it, and this oh, this is so not a, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the it's in the synopsis. It's it's a possession movie, uh-huh. but they but they treat it like a plague movie. Ooh. Yeah, which is a really interesting way of dealing with that subject matter that I really haven't seen done the way they do it before. And it, 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 the stakes are so fucking high in that movie. Uh, it, it's, it's really good. Uh, Argentina, you know, th- this guy did a movie, and I still have never seen it, uh, which everyone loved a couple years ago called Ter- Terrified, uh, which was really, really hmm. popular. I think it's also on Shudder. Uh, so right now he's two for two in some people's minds. Um, so I really need to go back and see Terrified because uh, I – Natalie, did you see Terrified? She says it is on uh, Shutter, but she hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. So, based uh, based on his other flick, I'm, I need to check that out. 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will look for it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, what's the other? Oh, when when uh, evil there, works. When evil works, it's on the list of things that I have to watch. It, it came out this year. It, it's going to be very yep. much in contention for both of our top tens. I'm pretty sure. Nice. Uh, right, right now it's probably sitting at two or number three for me. That's how good it is. Wow. Uh, so yeah, um, so uh, it's definitely a front runner for best of the year. So it's cobweb for me. I, Nathan and I quite disagree because there's one bad CGI shot in it. Uh, which can kind of break the film, but I, because of the budget, I, I give it a pass. Unlike the boogeyman, which I do not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. That movie is sad people being sad and a bad CGI monster. I, and I Aww. watched it back to back with cobweb and I was very disappointed with boogeyman. Maybe if I hadn't watched them back to back, I would like boogeyman more, but no. And the little Birth, girl. Birth rebirth is was outstanding. Which one? Birth, rebirth. Oh, birth, rebirth. Yeah, we just saw that is, too. Um, is that a twenty twenty three? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that movie is straight up disturbing and has the best mad scientist in years. Let um, me add that to the list. Birth, it's rebirth. It's disturbing. Be prepared to be it's, disturbed. 
it's, it's like a it's like a more realistic Cronenberg movie almost. Ooh, I'm in. And, yeah, it was good and, stuff. And but be, before and we get too, pregnancy horror too. Is, before, is, 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 before we get too <laughs> far away from kaiju, kaiju I want to say one yeah. last thing. I got one last thing I want to say about kaiju. We still have fifteen <laughs> minutes. We're fine. SRS Cinema, the uh, the company yeah. run by by Ron Bonk and uh, Tim Ritter, they have an incredible selection of low budget kaiju movies and obscure kaiju movies and. Yeah, you know, everything from Conga to you know War of the God Monsters to the Rago and Raiga right. movies, like stuff you know, stuff that doesn't you know doesn't get the kind of publicity a lot of the other ones do, and a lot of people may not have heard of. And I've always resisted buying those from them because if I start down that rabbit hole, I'm going to continue <laughs> down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going to end up having to buy all of them, but. That sounds like fun. I'm glad to announce that I've discovered today that they have licensed that entire collection to Tubi. Ooh. So right there's on. a whole bunch of new kaiju shit on Tubi for free. And, excellent. And there's excellent versions of – you can find Godzilla everywhere on Pluto TV. Now has the Showa era mm-hmm. on continuous loop. And some of the Heisei um, era yeah. on that as well. Um, and Criterion, Max. Yeah, Max has all, a bunch mm-hmm. of them. Uh, Criterion Collection has the entire Showa era in really nice, pristine quality um, cut, Japanese cuts, if you want to go for the full out, like, you know, uh, movie experience with the Criterion did we, Collection. Did you talk about Mothra? Mothra. No. I don't think we mentioned Mothra. Mothra. Not, we didn't mention a lot of Showa stuff. So. Mothra is important to me, not just for a cool-ass um, kaiju um, in, in both eras, um, back in the day, and uh, in the, what are they calling it, the monster universe that, uh, that Joe the, um, licensed out. Yeah, the monster legendary. Yeah, monsterverse. monsterverse. There you go. I, I like Mothra in that, too. But um, the the little princess twins mm-hmm. are so cool and weird and such a huge part of pop culture. Uh, I know they're polar opposite of kaiju, but you gotta mention them if you're talking about kaiju because I, I mean they're they're everywhere on uh, products and things and they're cool and weird. Well, Absolutely. The original set was and, and they Peanut lead... Sisters. That was the name of the original uh, set. Oh my. Yeah, and Mothra has always kind of been like the moral center of the kaiju wor- universe. It's like the eternal yeah. baby face, you know? My, yeah. my, it's always the one that's like, no, guys, come on, let's work together against this yeah, guy. You know? my, my favorite finale of any any of the kaiju movies, and it's probably my favorite kaiju movie, is uh, Gidra's Three-Headed Monster. And uh, the, the, the whole scene where Mothra is trying to get uh, Rodan and Godzilla to stop <laughs> squabbling and help fight the big three-headed dragon that's coming to destroy everything is, and yeah. then you have the Peanut Sisters there translating to the to the humans <laughs> what God, their kaiju right. monsters Language. are saying to each other. 
Yeah, and then the piece just goes, and they go, Godzilla, such language. <laughs> so we don't know what Godzilla. We know that uh, we know that Rodan and and Godzilla were having some kind of argument. They weren't really fighting in the movie. They're just kind of throwing rocks at each other, not really hurting each yeah. other. But of course. A squabble like that destroys entire villages because of their size. <laughs> um, and, and and so they're, they, they're mad and, and they're asking, and one of the things that they're saying to each other is they're demanding apologies. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what did Rodan say to Godzilla to start the whole thing? Because I think Rodan was the first one to say something. <laughs> so, Goodness. It's funny. And Rodan had its own run of movies in the Showa era that were very popular, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, uh, and then there's some really weird Heisei Gidra movies. There's like three of them, and they're really weird and kind of creepy. Mothra's in one of them. I think it's the third yep. one. Is that the one where they steal all the kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Destroy like, All Monsters was my favorite of that period. Well, I That's mean, a good it, one. Or Mon- Monster Island. Where everyone, yeah. including Mom, yeah, yeah no. love that. There's also All Out Monster Attack. That one's really good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's the same, but a different title. Uh-huh. <gasps> they are all different movies, but some of them are recuts. Um, yeah, the, 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 the full title of that one is Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah: Giant Monsters All Out Attack. Oh my goodness! And that's my favorite <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, and, uh, and you know, and. We should also point out that you got to pay attention. Fathom Events drops the kaiju movie every couple of months in the theaters. Mm-hmm. So you can That's go good. see these movies. They dropped the Shin Ultraman as well. Uh, we saw Tokyo SOS and uh, the Terror of Mechagodzilla in the theaters uh, at, with, through Fathom Events in the last year or so. I think those are the three. I think that's correct, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got those. Hey, I remembered. <laughs> and I got to see a, a bunch of the actors who were in the rubber suits at the uh, the combo show they did in L.A. with Days of the Dead. And if you're ever around when they're doing uh, that portion of it with the, the kaiju actors and producers, oh, God, so good. The stories they have, just excellent. So please enjoy your kaiju Christmas out there. Uh, we will enjoy our Kaiju Christmas. Uh, we'll probably have one more show before the end of the year because we should wrap it up. We've had a pretty rough year. I've I've dropped shows uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I was moving and all sorts of fun stuff. But what mm-hmm. we still have one more month for 2023 is out. So um, and we have lots. So either. I was no, it can't be the twentieth. Oh, thirteenth. I was thinking we should meet up and we're gonna do these are a few of our favorite things and talk about everything we want to talk about that's not directly about movie. It can be there can be things about movies, but we won't talk about movies themselves that episode. We're gonna save that for January, uh, which would be either the it would be the first episode of season 10, so no matter what, I want to have it. Yeah. Um, whether I continue on with season 10, I haven't decided yet, uh, to be honest with you. But for oh. now, we we got season 9 to finish. 
So uh, we're going to do for season nine. So I'm thinking tentatively the thir- December 13th, we'll come back and talk about, and we'll have, you know, reviews of other things. I'm sure we'll uh, come back with our review of the Godzilla movie. Um, I also want to try to get in Saltburn, which is a movie out there right now, a oh, non horror right. film that's supposed to be really, really good. I keep getting everyone I know has gone to see it has loved it. Um, uh, and, you know, people that love oh, horror and people that don't love horror. Or, everyone's going to see it that I, I, I trust their opinions. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been, it, a, ki- it, it's been it's, a killer year for music too. We yeah. About some of that. There's, there's music to talk about. Uh, you know, we're, we're about to hit another one of those fucking campaign years, which is going to be insane. So, uh, we will probably recap this. Yeah. But there's not going to be a lot of content next year because we had the SAG and the writer's strikes while we were on hiatus. That was still happening. Uh, So we should talk about that and how that's going to affect the next year or so of movies and film. Uh, And then we'll come back in January right after Oscar nominations and we will give our favorite films of 2023. So that'll give us a little time to cram. But in the meantime, I hope you have an excellent, uh, this is the season before, uh, I like to call this early Krampus Knot season because we have the first big holiday on the event calendar for me, in my mind at least, is, is December 5th, that's Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to, we just saw Wednesday 13 yesterday in um, the goth uh, punk band yesterday. Uh, so we have already. That's the beginning of our Xmas season. With, with no, what, what we what we actually <laughs> saw was him do a set of all Murder Dolls music, which is awesome. Oh, because, right Like I never got to see the Murder. <laughs> are you a Murder Dolls fan? I I know a couple of the songs, and I love what I've heard. Dude, they like I never got to see them back in the day, and of course I never will now because. Two of the five are dead, and two of the remaining three are suing mm. each other. So, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But he and his, you know, current touring band just came out and did a full Murder Dolls set, which was amazing. Right Such on. a good show. And um, when I come back, uh, I will also, on the 12th, the day before we go back on air, uh, I've been invited back on M- Emily Intravia's uh, Feminine Podcast, Stalking Stuffer Season. Uh, this is the ninth oh. season of that, and I am going to be reviewing my southern ba- uh, my southern family Christmas, starring the one and only Bruce Campbell. Yes, a Hallmark oh, Christmas yeah. film starring Bruce Campbell. <laughs> um, so I'm about to watch that for the holiday season. I, you know, I there's only one woman in this world that could get me to watch holiday films, <laughs> it's Emily, <laughs> and uh, so I'm going about to do that. Uh, so we're starting our Christmas out right. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, once again, we'll come back around the 13th probably. Um, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Go out, see some light displays, big and small. Support your local people. And uh, have a happy holiday. Hug your family. Because this is the calm before the storm. Because 2024, you thought 2023 is crazy. 2024 is going to be mm. absolutely insane. We'll talk about mm. that later. In the meantime, we're gonna we're gonna leave you with some music. What did I have set up? Okay, we already heard the the kaiju Godzilla font group. Uh, what was that name of that group again? 
Uh, no, Godzilla saves Godzilla saves Christmas. It's the name of that song. What's the name? What's the name of the band? It's oh God, I can't, I can't cannot remember off the top of my head. I've, oh my I've God! Made, I'm currently working on the 18th year of the Christmas mix, so I have trouble remembering <laughs> who did all of the bands that have been on them. So, so if you're listening to this and you want a copy of this annual deck, you can always DM any of us, and we will actually get back to you because he will he will send you the disc in the mail, or even maybe you can finagle a file. Uh, always worth listening to. Um, so we're going to leave with two songs tonight. Uh, one of them is uh, he just discovered and is a preview of what might be on the disc. I'm not saying it's going to be on the disc. Uh, it's called Reindeer in the Dark. And then last but not least, uh, I'm yes, it's, what you're, that it's, one. it's what you're thinking it is. That's amazing. Yes. But, oh, okay, the benefit did Godzilla Saves Christmas. The benefit, that's right. Thank you. And we just got Thank a you. hold on, sure. we got a call right before we're closing. I don't know. Hello, you have eleven seconds. <laughs> Hello? Nine one four, you have eleven seconds. Go. Two. One. Well, we're out. I have to close sign out, so I'm glad you <laughs> called in. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna play with two songs because one last but not least, the Beatles dropped their final oh, yeah. single called Now yeah. and Then, which is about remembering your past and the people who died before you. Uh, so that's fitting, too. Uh, so I'm going to play that first, and then I'm going to leave with something a little bit more ha- upbeat, Reindeer in the Dark uh, by uh, Ria Dio's Christmas album. So have a good evening. Blessed be. Good film hunting. I'll see you all in a couple weeks. One, two, three.
It's right there. 